the whites were yeah they were they were we were real friends on both ends you know because we both were away from what we called home you know mm -hmm. america mm -hmm. and they were uh, as i think they it was a and maybe it was some timidity or being afraid mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Is there anything outstanding about your time over there that you want to talk about? Well, uh, um, the thing that I was looking at and looking for were what, how they lived and to know how uh, the people there lived in, in comparison to our things here. One thing that I noticed, the people just sauntered on sauntered and I wanted to take my hands and just pull them out of the way get out walk up get Move. get get moving and that's one of the things that I never was able to get in you know to mm -hmm. understand uh, there weren't really many very black very many black women in the Red Cross were there they were all over the country all, every place really uh -huh. well it's an area of course of, I'm learning about the whole thing but uh, they were in uh, Scotland, Ireland, uh, Japan, uh -huh. uh, all over. There, there are probably not many of them in one place. Why do you suppose the Red Cross took Negro people at that time? In other words, everybody else was having a hard time. Negroes were having a hard time getting jobs. We just spent two hours talking about it. Mm -hmm. And yet the Red Cross took them over there. Well, I guess maybe they wanted companions for the soldiers. I don't know. Well, it's an, it's an interesting point. Mm -hmm. Because this is what we've spent our time talking about, and they seem ready to hire you. Yes. And others like you. Mm -hmm. And, and actually, um, these five or six blacks who were on board ship were college trained college graduates. At the same token, we were doing the same job that the whites were doing, who were just high school graduates or had not completed high school, had worked in an office. So there's where the prejudice comes in. You know, I mean, that's just as bad as you turning your back on me. Demeaning. Yeah. Okay. I I am glad I I asked that because it brought that out. It's it just dawned on me that why well, talk about it when you well you know. no but I mean it it's a, it's a, you know the whole, times were very difficult to to get placed and yeah. then they well maybe. I don't know, do you think that the fact that they wanted companions, they wanted to... They wanted something, just like the company said to me when they uh, hired the black, they didn't want them to be lonely or by themselves. So it may have been that, uh, for instance, if I wanted to go to a movie and, and there was a black girl there that, that I could, we could get together and go, go to a movie.
Did you ever, were you, did you spend any time with whites? Oh, oh yes. Well, yeah. I thought you meant companions with soldiers. Oh, no, I meant, well, uh, that too. Now, I'm just but, wondering uh, why, the, the men had to, to fight hard, like the airmen, they had to fight hard to, to, to have an air corps. Mm -hmm. um, and <clears throat> it was really, a, a, I think, sort of a, the government felt it was, you know, it was a problem. They had to do it. The NAACP was behind them. So, but here they, I, would you think the NAACP was behind making the American Red Cross hire oh, black well, they, women? They, oh, I don't, yes, I'm sure they were. Uh, because they've been, that's one of their uh, pet peeves. Uh, and it's been one of their pet peeves for years. So I'm sure that they were, and they cooperated with the Arab League and other uh, social welfare agencies to uh, uh, to have this thing brought to bear, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So many, much of the time that that we, you and I talked about in the '40s, you actually were not here. You were in Europe. I was in Europe. You just know what what yes. happened and yeah. and uh, kept up with things. Yes. Um, yeah, because my time uh, was from 43 to 49. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, um, do you think if we look through this book before I we finish, yeah. we might come across names or, as it says on the outside, it's a, it's a very big, thick, brown engraved scrapbook that says Marie Wilburn Williams, 50 years of dedicated service to the Urban League, 1930 to 1980. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of years, Marie. Isn't that a lot of years? University. Here's a um, University of Missouri. Uh -huh. Certificate of Appreciation awarded to Marie Williams, University of Missouri-St. Louis, in recognition of significant contributions to the employment of UMSA students. And that's uh, 1984. Uh, there's a, when I tell you how big this scrapbook is, I'm gonna just flip through some pages, and if you wanna, let me let me get to this. Oh, we're gonna put it on a table. Here's a plaque. <laughs> My goodness sakes, Where, where's the plaque in your? I don't have it up, but a friend yeah. of mine who is an artist, he and his wife are coming down here to put mm -hmm. it up for me. But they haven't gotten here. Yeah. They would not feel like that's, it's going to support That's okay. Um, you must have given, oh, there's, oh, an autobiography. autobiography. Oh, here's this thing. Oh, now what's this? This is a girl's. Oh, this when is we went to Europe. When you went to Europe. Let me point out the black girls. Here's one here. Two.
Oh, that's Frank Campbell. He's um, the executive director at the Urban League in Peoria, Illinois. Well, yeah. as we just sort of glance through here, are there are there people that can you bring to mind anybody that you feel, since you and I have talked, so that it uh, would be good for me to talk to? We mentioned Norman Say. Yeah, Norman Say. Did you know Bishop Scarlet? Mm -hmm. He's the one who confirmed me. Did he? How are those goals set? The, uh, you know, well, what is that? That's that's uh, Dolphy, Bill Dolphy. He's uh, he's still now. He's the one who was the executive director. Who's kissing you? Oh, that's uh, Walter Lathan. Just as I'm looking at them and we're looking at them, do you have any comments about what the Urban League, um, what its aims were for the 40s and 50s? Equal opportunity for blacks from all walks of Is that? Um, that's a uh, Father Washington. Uh, I mean, Father. Uh, well, so this was a surprise to you, this honor, and mm -hmm. that this evening. Yeah. And that's when you they put you up at the head table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Weren't you a little suspicious? Well, uh, I just thought because I had worked there so long here, you know. Who's that? Um, that's a girl who's on a job out the Mount Otto, Monsanto, and she's yeah. still out there. Yeah. Uh, he was on our board for years, a number of years. Who is it? Sticks, Bill Sticks. the director of the YWCA. She's not no female on the chair. And this guy I placed at uh, an insurance company and he is director of the agency in Clayton now. He's still there. Thomas is his name. Are these are people like giving testimonials to you? Is that mm -hmm. what they're? Mm -hmm. oh. That's nice. That's my deal. Deal. That's my church. Oh. I'm on the 
this is you. See, I'm getting better, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely looking. Those are... This is old time. Oh, yes, uh-huh. And they're executives of uh, various urban names. Oh, all, all over the, the country. country. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very distinguished looking. Must take and it's a, and it's yeah and a different different group altogether than what you know. Uh, I and I don't mean be to be demeaning, but uh, uh, I just wish they could could have kept up, you know, the way they had started that. What do you mean? Is it a quality of person? Is quality of person. And I think it's because. Um, I know the reason. The reason is to uh, uh, give everybody a chance. You know. Don't tell me you're going to be standing next to Nancy Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's her picture. If I yeah. see you on the other side, no, it's Ronald. <laughs> I thought it was going to be you. Um, well. Maybe the 60s had something to do with that. Yeah. Here's the girl. My friend from Louisville. Right here? Mm -hmm. Oh, is that the one that mm -hmm. could pass? Yeah. Uh -huh. And she could. She's See how I walked over? Well, your mother looks like she could have. Your mother is white? Yeah. I had nothing to do with that. You had nothing to do with it. They were married and had 11 children. Well, how did that, um, how did that, uh, go over in that small town? I don't know. Uh, oh, well, I'll tell you what happened to me once. Uh, here's the school. This is the school where I went, the grade school. And here's um, a grocery store and church building. And here's Jewelry College. And here's a school here. And I used to walk through Jewelry College. Here's my, here's the a grocery store. And I used to walk through the college campus to my house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is an elementary school. Now, now I'm changing it. This is an elementary school, and here's where I live. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the playground, <coughs> when my mother used to, uh, she had very, very long hair and the red, beautiful red hair. I was mm -hmm. looking at kids yesterday on the campus, and I saw all that red hair. It's mm -hmm. just beautiful. It just made me, you know, yeah. want to cry. Right. And uh, uh, and on the school ground, uh, the kids on the school ground, when they uh, ground, knew that uh, found out that my mother was white and we were black. Marie's mother's a white woman. Marie's mother's a white woman. That's when they did something like that. That was something bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the only thing that happened, you know. I had no other problem where we lived. 
because when we were, when I was a little girl, I was surrounded by white kids because we lived in uh, off of Glenstone Boulevard. That's where the highway is, mm -hmm. just like this is here off of Glenstone. And uh, uh, but I had no problem. My mother was Presbyterian. We were all Presbyterians until I came to St. Louis. And when I was living with aunt and uncle, they were Episcopalians. And I went to Sunday school here. And then I was confirmed by Bishop Scarlett after taking training. And, uh, but I had no problem in Springfield. They all knew us as Andy Wilburn's kids. And, uh, so. What was your father like? He was he was an Indian, and that's where the Indian blood uh, that uh, comes out of me. And I'm and I'm thinking all this time how what a plucky lady you are. Oh yeah. Yeah, you really are. That was, well, my, I was and and I can see where you I, have a I lot was, of. I was like my mother, very much like my mother, and she was very kind and. Everybody loved But he was, what, what tribe, which? Um, he, they were, my grandmother was from Madagascar. And uh, when I told the uh, Indian that, uh, because he asked me, was I Indian? And I said, well, my father's an Indian. He said, I could tell. You mean American Indian or an Indian Indian from India? Amer Amer well, American Indian. American Indian. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Which, yes. So which? And uh, he... Um, well, you said Madagascar. He was but from Madagascar and an Indian student who was at my desk one day. Uh -huh. uh, we were talking and so I asked him, he, I asked him where he was from and he told me. And I said, uh, Do you know anybody there? I said, no. I said, but uh, I had uh, relatives from Madagascar. He says, oh, the white, what is it called? The, the white something. Mm -hmm. What do you call it? Uh, oh, the, oh on, the, on the Gold Coast. Oh, Ivory. Ivory. So, and I said, well, I don't know. I said, but that's where it is was from and my grandmother was born there. And uh, she used to tell us that she wanted to marry a tall guy because all of her people were small, small, sharp mm -hmm. and small Indian, you know. And she says, and I want and if I have any children I don't want to bring up any midgets. So you're part Indian. And Irish part black. So, so she, she was Indian and married a black. Yes. Uh, and then that had your father. Yes. And he married a white. Yeah. And did you marry? Yeah, but I married a black man. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a mixture from 
Mama, uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Uh-huh. He's mixed. Uh, he looked kind of Italian looking. <laughs> but he was black. <laughs> Anything you want to ask me? Uh, is that on here? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You're not going to put that in the uh, news. There isn't going to be anything in the news. They're going to listen to this. I'll take whatever off you want off. What do you want off? I don't know. We haven't said anything. No, we haven't said anything. We talked about, I just said you don't look like your mother. You said your mother was white. Then we went on to the town. Well, I'm glad I found this one. I wondered where this was. (laughs) It's a cute picture. No, you you didn't say anything. We just talked about your heritage. There's nothing... I wouldn't do that, Maria. I would have turned it off, but you didn't talk about anything. Um, is there anything you want to ask me about? I've asked you so much. Or anything you feel that you want to say that I didn't ask you about those times? Um. Do you think it's a better world now? Well, I don't know. I, as a matter of fact, I was. I was blacks. too young for when, blacks. Yes, and, and then then when I got a teenager, uh, things weren't happening to you know around there that uh, that. I would know about what I know of what went on is what my mother and father talked about. And they were very religious people, my mother and father. We used to, uh, my, my mother could play the piano, and she got on the piano in the, in the evening, um, especially on Wednesday evening, and, and we would have songs, we'd sing, church songs. Mm-hmm. You made a a statement to me over the phone, we talked a couple of times, that the timing was wrong for you. That's what you were yeah, going to well, get I into. Say, and I say that all the it time. It passed you by or something. I, what I actually said, I think, was that I was born too soon. Too soon. It's, that's exactly what you said. born too soon. Because there are a lot of things that I would have liked to have done. What would you have liked to have done? Oh, I probably would have. Uh, I don't know. I probably would have spent most of my time and my training uh, for business. Because I see so many things that they're being able to get now, you know. Mm -hmm. And it would have been in something in marketing. Mm -hmm. Well, that was almost that was your field because yes. you marketed yes. the black. The black. And you know what I said? I said that to oh, when I get in a conversation with a with some student in counseling, mm-hmm. and uh, they would ask me, well, Mrs. Williams, what did you have to do? I said I had the hardest job in the world 
And they said, what is that? I said, selling the black man. See, that's, I used the wrong word. Maybe implore, I don't know what. But remember when I said, did you have, did you feel like you were begging? Because you had yes. the commodity, you had the, the package. Yes. I, I was putting it in, you had the, it was something of value. Yes. And you were trying to, to make them know that you had something yes. of value. And I didn't, I didn't, I used the word beg, but I, I was kind of trying to figure out what your feelings were, trying to get this across, mm -hmm. and our implore, our, our market is, but, but it was a different level. You were mm -hmm. looking to them. Yes. It wasn't eye to eye, it was more, you had to, it wasn't equal then. No. And you were trying to make it so, or convince them that it was so. I want to show you something. Okay. I'll be right back. All right, I'll turn this off. Well, if you, I, I think I've totally exhausted you. I'm looking at my notes to see if there's anything that I've missed. And um, I think I've covered, I know that the Urban League did a range of things and we've really only talked about what you did. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably... Well, I, I have hit on everything that was, was in my division. Yeah, your division. And, um, and uh, the other section is community affairs programs, uh, like housing, mm -hmm. uh, uh, food, clothing, and... Uh, Schools, schooling. I suppose maybe it would be good if you would um, touch on important black people at the time that you think made a difference in the 40s and 50s. Whether it be in law, whether, you know, legal field, sit-ins, whatever. I'm trying to think. It's funny, since I have retired, I tried to free my mind. Yeah, of that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Let me just run some things by you and see. There was Homer G. There was a lot of legal things. Uh, Washington U. Uh, St. Louis U. Being integrated. Um, we've talked a lot about blacks in the service and home front. In AACP and advancement in jobs, which which is in housing. Mm -hmm. Restrictive covenant, the school desegregation, uh, sit-ins. We we really didn't talk about the social part of it. Um, well, the um, social part probably started around the time when restaurants and were opened up to blacks. They can go sit down and eat. And also uh, be served in a, for a party uh, at the restaurants. Uh, 
I mean, your big restaurants. Mm -hmm. I just entertained my club behind, in front, and I wished I could find that. I just entertained about a week ago my uh, club that I belong to, Bridge Club, and we meet one once a year. And uh, about uh, two or three weeks ago, it was my time. I have been to the, uh, well, several restaurants around town to entertain, be uh, served a food, and then we sit down in the game room and play bridge. And uh, um, I had it out this time. I started to have it at Mark Adams. But uh, some of the girls were saying that uh, it was so hard to get parking places. And then, uh, and I said, oh, you mean it's too much to pay for parking? And so she said, well, that too. And uh, so I went to Breckenridge. It's out there across the continent. And uh, they took it. And I had 20, 24. For lunch, and then we went into the next. We were in the main dining room, uh, spread out in the main dining room for this lunch, and uh, and then uh, uh, went into the games room to play bridge. And while I was there, I'm the treasurer of the club, and I had to have some money uh, because they wanted some. Asked me to get some money out. Uh, and I took a hundred dollars out of the bank and had it there. And it was in a, and I asked the girl for a hundred dollar bill. She gave me a hundred dollar bill. And when I, I went to the uh, desk and I asked her, would she break this up for me? I needed some change. And she says, oh, yeah, oh, yes. Uh, and she says, excuse me. And she went into an outer room. And then she came back and she changed, she gave me a change. The next day I saw, is this all? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The next day I saw uh, um, in the newspaper where some teachers were arrested at the Breckenridge for Oh. And I said, oh, I just had my talk meeting here. And, and that's why she went back to He had a $100 bill. <laughs> I haven't told any of my club members yet. I'll see them next Friday and I'll tell them. But Marie yeah. Williams got a $100. <laughs> that's cute. That's oh. a funny story. Well, Marie, coming back to um, <laughs> coming back to being able to eat where you wanted to, I would ask you what was that like uh, to be able to eat. But going overseas, overseas, you could probably go in different places. You eat it, go any place. When I first walked in. Okay. Now coming back. What was it like for you to come back to St. Louis? Well, by that time, 
they were eating. And mm -hmm. I think Scruggs was a Okay. Shall I close that drink? No. What? That, I thought it, the glare on. Oh, no, it, this is just very hard to see. It has a little dark glass. Oh. It's, it's okay. Um, I just like to be sure it's running correctly. Um, but still, going and being in a foreign area and eating with whites and going in rest, but to come back to your the same place same, where you've yes. been restricted before, uh, did you feel any different, or am I making too much of it? No, I didn't. Uh, I guess maybe that that strong personality or that uh, uh, and I don't, I don't know. I guess it's that type of feeling I have. You weren't concerned. Me. It wasn't. Was it a, did you feel like it was a victory, or did you feel good about it, or did you feel... Well, I, you just guess didn't I, I think that I wasn't looking for it, and I think I felt good because I was still in uniform. Mm -hmm. And I was treated a little different uh, because I was in uniform. And the slash, this showed that I was overseas. Where is it? Oh, it show and it's on my sleeve at uh -huh. the end of the sleeve. Uh -huh. That shows you were overseas? Uh -huh. um. Um, and so I, I think that I... I uh, Got some extra respect? Yes. Uh -huh. Were people surprised to see the oh, Negro yes. woman in uniform? Yes. Here in St. Louis? Well, after I came back, because a lot of people didn't know where I was, mm -hmm. especially my friends. How long before you could take your uniform off? I think it was about a year. Oh, so you were yeah. you were you still here? Yeah. Were you in St. Louis? I was in St. Louis all the time. Oh, well then that was pretty that was pretty special walking yeah. around like yeah. that. Because uh -huh. yeah. uh, you really do look quite spiffy with your gloves and you know. It's something I've been proud about. I don't blame you. Did those did the contacts that you were able to make um, being in a Red Cross uniform help you when you went back to the Urban League? Yes. Could you talk a little bit about that? Well, um, they were all surprised, and especially those who were at the League when I left. Uh, mm -hmm. But they were all surprised. And, and with, oh, is that so? You know, mm -hmm. with, and wanted to hear about whites what and I did. blacks. Oh, whites and blacks. A lot of whites because a lot of the blacks knew, got their information from one black to the other. You know, but uh, quite a number of the whites who knew me from my uh, board member type. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh. And when I uh, went to the university, I didn't go there uh, looking for a job. As a matter of fact, they came to me, the fellow who was 
in charge of the division uh, came to call me and uh, asked, said he wanted to have an appointment with me and wanted to talk with me about a job. And I said, well, I'm retired. I'm not looking for a job. And so he said, uh, at Umsa. At Umsa. And so he said, do you know Dr. Groban? I said, well, yes. I said, he was on the board where I worked. And he said, well, he suggested that <laughs> I call you, that you had been doing, working in job development and job uh, placement for 50 years. Mm -hmm. And he said, I think she still has something to offer. <laughs> What's your title, Marie? I am a, a placement interviewer. Placement interviewer. Mm -hmm. Can I please tell how old you are? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we better finish up. Everybody's trying to. Everybody's trying to find out. Well, I know, but I just wanted to put it on tape. <laughs> no. But I won't. Okay. Um, I guess that just about does it. I hate to let you go. I keep thinking if I'll find something else to ask you. Um, Colored Clerk Circle? Yeah, that's Postal a Clerks Alliance, anything? Colored Clerk Circles as an outgrowth of Woolworth. And that's where Norman Say, uh, I think. McNeil? Yeah, and McNeil and somebody, somebody else. Okay, I'll let you go. Mm -hmm. I'll let you go. Unless, can you think of anything that yeah. you want? Okay. Thank you for your time and for seeing me and for spending so much time well, with me. I was. Uh, this has been a restful day for me. Oh, good. <laughs>